0: Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. A series on Proverbs that we've been in for the summer, just reflecting on God's wisdom for our uh, lives again to belabor the point as I've done each week that that Proverbs begins with God wooing you and me into accepting or believing, opening our lives up to the to the fact that He's got wisdom for life that 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 He has a wisdom that leads to life that that touches kind of the nuts and bolts kind of practical spaces of where we live. And so we lived in that introductory stuff at the beginning and then we moved into some more practical things as we've moved along more recently. And today we're going to kind of provide a bookend to to this conversation. It, we'll, we'll look at a specific theme but also kind of a, a thread, if you will, a through line that, that again runs just all the way through Proverbs as it addresses all these specific places. But again, I, I just want to mention a couple of things that we've said before by way of reminder. So should you step into Proverbs on your own? I know a lot of times it's a popular book to read because uh, it's like 31 chapters. So people will maybe read one a day for a month and uh, it has really practical things to say. So it is a popular place to go in terms of scripture reading. But just, just a couple of observations that we began with that I think, I think still apply. The first one is we observe that Proverbs is not just good advice. Right? It's more than good advice. It's good news, that it pulls us into something more than just like, here's some practical advice for how to live a good life, right? That, that there is something deeper uh, going on in the book of Proverbs. It's not just good advice, it's also good news. And, and sort of a flowing out of that is, is the fact that uh, wisdom in that sense is, is more than a, simply a matter of like having the right information. Wisdom is not just a kind of intellectual pursuit it's a uh, proverbs again drives this home over and over again it's an it's a it's a it's a question of the heart right because and we've made the observation if it's just good advice and if we have all the intellectual knowledge right why 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 do we repeatedly do the wrong things Uh, or maybe wrong isn't even the word you want to use why do we do the things we know are not wise we know cause damage to ourselves or others right And, and you could probably chase down your own examples of that in your own life. Today, I want to consider one final thread that I think kind of runs back through all the specific places, right? So those observations, I think, find application in the specific topics we've looked at recently, like money or uh, relationships, kind of interpersonal, how we relate to each other, the way we use our words and speak online, in person, you name it, like God's wisdom has something to say to those places we considered anxiety even uh that God's wisdom speaks to that spot well today one more thread that I think runs back through and would touch all of those spaces as well as any other sort of practical area of life uh one more theme that we're going to consider this morning and it's it's the theme of humility uh I can tell you guys, your eyes lit up. You were like, oh, sweet, right? Uh, It's it's an awkward thing to talk about. Let me tell you how to be humble, right? Uh, Listen to me for a moment while I sort of uh, tell you the need for and manner in which we can be humble, which is not what I'm going to try to do this morning. But it is an interesting conversation. On the one hand, it's not a popular subject. But on the other, we're like, we, we kind of make a show of humility culturally. I mean, even in athletic achievement, right, there's this oftentimes with success, this kind of people want to be kind of naturally deferential or humble, not all the time, but sometimes in their, you know, acceptance of, of uh, or acknowledgement of their kind of skill and, and prowess. It's an, it's an interesting space uh, or, or place of conversation. And Proverbs, n- no different in this respect, has a lot to say about it. Um, it, it is a it is a pervasive theme all the way through Proverbs, where where God calls us to a kind of openness, a, a teachability, um, a humility in how we approach uh, what He has to say, and and that is not, as we'll see, not our default posture. My, my I guess hypothesis, I don't know, my working, my thesis this morning, I don't know, my point, my main point this morning, uh, <laughs> right, is, is that our hearts, again, that same through line, it's not just knowing, it's it's our hearts are bent, our, our, the default setting in our heart is not toward humility. And uh, Proverbs helps us to see that this morning. So So we're going to Again, a step into it by considering a couple things. One is the counterpart to humility. It's not the only one, but often one is pride. And so we'll, we'll consider that for a moment. The language in Proverbs is language like scoffer, uh, fool, this sort of arrogant kind of self-assurance. We, we use the word pride that, that uh, makes humility sort of live at the fringes of our lives. Uh, but we're going to consider, uh, again, just a, a couple of aspects of humility in Proverbs. But I'm gonna do it through uh, a couple of images. I'll just tell you what they are unicorns and buffaloes, all right? So I got your attention now, don't I? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But uh, we'll start with the first one. So a few weeks ago, uh, I have twin daughters who were eight, and a few weeks ago, one of them was gift, uh, was awarded, they won at some raffle. Um, a, an enormous inflatable unicorn. I have a picture here. I don't know how good the quality is. You can see it there. Uh, for the record, we don't own a pool. Uh, we can't take it to the community pool. Uh, so, I, you know, this unicorn for the first week or so that it was in my child's possession, it went everywhere in the house with us. I mean, it came to the dinner table. It was in the bedroom, right? It, it just, it just is enormous. Like, took up uh, a, a crazy amount of space. And uh, I think of this image when I think about the way Proverbs talks about wisdom, specifically as we experience it through humility, but also our heart's propensity towards like pride. And and the first observation I want to make is that uh, that we tend, I, I would suggest to you that Proverbs suggests to us, is that we tend to move through life with a rather inflated view of ourselves. You see what I did there? right? We're not often aware of it. Sometimes we are. Uh, it's not something that we give a lot of attention to. Would that it were so simple, if I could make a reference to last week, that, that if, it, if we could actually, like, if, if our pride sort of lived in this sort of physical sphere, that we actually carried it around uh, in, in this kind of way, I think Proverbs suggests to us that if we did, this is what it would feel like. It would take up space in the room. It would be awkward. Like, our hearts are bent towards a sort of inflated... Um, movement through the world that inflates our our version, our view of ourselves. I'll give you two examples from Proverbs. Again, this is a general theme. We won't say everything there is to say, but consider this one in Proverbs 25. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among his great men. It's uh, It's better for the king to say to you, come on up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles, all right, so what's he saying here, this is is a a suggestion here that our tendency is to want to kind of push ourselves forward, we have an inflated view of ourselves, and we want to push, we we want to be noticed by the king, and Proverbs says, "Mm, better to let him notice you, uh, than for you to kind of, with this inflated view of yourself, push yourself forward, Proverbs 25, 6, and 7, and instead have him say, oh, what are you doing up here, why don't you go back, why don't you go back there, right, and and, and humiliate you, but the the nod, the suggestion here is that, well, my heart is bent towards, I want to walk into the room with a unicorn, right, like, look at at me, right, Uh, consider this one, again, uh, another simple one here, Proverbs 27, verse 2, let someone else praise you, and not your own mouth, an outsider, and not your own lips, again, the implication, the implication is that is that our hearts are prone to sort of want to self-promote, right? That we, we, we want to, we, we tend to have an inflated view of ourselves. And I imagine you could think of all sorts of places and spaces in your life where this could be played out, where, where we, we kind of move through life uh, thinking of ourselves, um, I don't know, perhaps better than we ought, Unless you think I'm just like a Debbie Downer, maybe I am. I don't know. You know, an introvert with a melancholy spirit. I, I don't know if that's true, but you know, like, unless you think that, we'll, we'll make a couple of more observations here. But, but I do think like Proverbs admits that your heart and mine, although it although it finds expression differently, that that, that we 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 tend to walk around with a with a larger than um, appropriate view of, of ourselves, an opinion of ourselves. Okay, so unicorns. You guys with me? Like, if you don't remember anything else, you'll be like, inflatable unicorns this morning, right? But also buffalo or or bison. I'm not sure. I think there's a technical difference. I'm referring to the American bison this morning. I have have another picture here. Back around spring break, I told you guys, uh, oh yeah, this is me and one of my daughters. Um, We're on the prairie in Kansas, and it's windy, right? Which is why we look like that, but uh, we were, uh, I mean, it was insanely windy, we were like, we're next to each other, having to yell to hear each other, it was our first trip west in Kansas, and we made a stop at the National Tallgrass, excuse me, Prairie Reserve, and uh, it was, this was the trip where we had ice cream every day for like two weeks, which, this should be an Olympic sport. But um, we, uh, so we stopped at this preserve again, just like miles and miles of trails. I forget all the, you know, the park ranger was there and uh, all of this uh, land, like 40 something miles you could hike and walk. We we did like one, but they're like, once you enter the preserve, there's like, there's, I forget how many bison just roaming, uh, roaming the prairie lands, which was amazing. So we were excited. But before we left the sort of office there, the, the, the museum space, the park ranger like worked really hard to instill a bit of healthy fear in my children about the, uh, you know, nature of the American bison. Uh, don't get too close. You know, if you see one on the trail, don't pick a fight, just stop, turn around and walk away, all this kind of stuff. But she gave us a test. She was like, this, this is a good measure. This is how you know you're too close. She's like, if you hold up your thumb, right, between you and the bison, hold up your thumb, and like, uh, line it up, if it's larger than your thumb, you're too close, right, if it's large, I, I was like, I'm going to use that with people, right, uh, as an introvert, this is like a great way to move through life, um, so uh, she's like, so I'm like, okay, that's fine, it'll be great, this can be so fun, Well we get out there, and uh, so Jess and my other daughter, she's like, I don't want to walk out there, so, you know, not Jess, my daughter, and so they hung back, and Uh, Adelaide and I kind of kept going well we finally saw a buffalo but thanks to that park ranger this was my view I have one more picture here that was as close as my daughter would let me get right and uh, I was like you got to be kidding me right she's like no thumbs up I'm not going any closer right (laughs) and uh like well I think we have a lot to work on here but um uh, which which brings me to another observation about pride and humility in in the book of Proverbs I, I think on the one hand like it's unicorns we our hearts want to sort of keep ourselves at the center but on the other side it's it's a bison in, in, in the sense that uh, if, if pride kind of inflates our view of ourselves it also deflates uh, our view of others and and God as we'll see in a moment that that it, it, it what it does is it creates distance in life and keeps others uh and God again uh, a distance from us it, it inflates our own sort of sense of uh, importance and significance and deflates uh, others I'm just keep giving you guys a thumbs up right this will be our new thing here at Park City what's up the Fonz you guys are probably too young for that reference anyway uh, but, but think about uh, this all right so Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10 says pride leads to conflict those who take advice are, are wise pride leads to, to conflict pride uh Pride prompts me to kind of keep you at a distance so that I stay big and you stay small. Right? That's what Proverbs is saying. And that move, Proverbs says, creates division and conflict, keeps me closed, uh, not humble, not teachable. That, That move keeps you small or God small and me, again, comfortable at the table with my inflated unicorn. And, and what I think, right, in this image that I hope will linger uh, for you with unicorns and bison is, is that we see what Proverbs kind of nudging us in all sorts of ways. And we've only looked at two or three examples that, 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 that our hearts tend to, tend to distort our view of ourselves and the world. That your heart and mine, the human heart on this side of sin, our kids this morning are talking about sort of the story of God, right? That he created the world and it was good, but along the way we, we felt uh, the, the fall. We, we, our hearts were inclined, uh, uh, followed the path of, of sin and, and from that moment have been bent towards uh, ourselves, distorting our view of ourselves and how we relate to others and to God. I was reading recently, uh, a columnist uh, uh, who was writing r- writing about uh, humility and uh, not not a Christian, I think maybe investigating it perhaps, but not himself a Christian. But this was his observation about character and human uh, humility and, and sort of the human heart uh, that we have a tendency towards selfishness and overconfidence, a tendency to see ourselves as the center. And then then this remark that caught my attention: we resolve to do one thing. But we end up doing the opposite. I mean, I mean, this is me here. This sounds like Paul in Romans, right? Uh, or like Proverbs as advice and not just like an issue of the heart. Like we, uh, Paul says, man, I'm, you know, I know the good I ought to do, but I don't do it. And the, the stuff I know I shouldn't do and don't, even the stuff I don't want to do, I know this isn't good for me. Still, I find myself drawn, my heart inclined toward doing it goes on to say that that uh, the, the this columnist again. That furthermore, we, we overestimate our strength, and we rationalize our failures. Again, it's kind of this, the unicorn. We kind of inflate. We we need a, kind of a healthy, positive view of ourselves in this sense. And uh, but in in that process, the heart is inclined towards pride, is what he calls it, the central vice, <laughs> blinding us to our weaknesses, misleading us into thinking we're better than we are. Or I would suggest me pastor matt Uh, on the one hand maybe making us think we're better than we are or intensifying the places in which we 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 perceive ourselves to be weak and so we we hide them we hide from them or we hide from others working the same effect that we create uh, distance Uh, again like what, what, what what are you talking about i uh I just, I I think these images, for me, as I sit with what Proverbs says about humility, inflatable unicorns, keeping you at a distance, the bison, what I think Proverbs suggests to us is that our hearts are inclined to believe, uh, to believe our own hype, if you will. That your heart and mine are inclined to believe our own hype. And, and that if we don't, well, the, the flip side is if we maybe we don't believe our own hype, we're aware, oh, I am, I am perilously close to fraudulent, right? Maybe in your life, so you work really hard to kind of not let those cracks come through. But they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Not all the time, but sometimes on the one side, sort of this arrogant, self-promoting. But on the other, it's this sort of insecure, like, ah, I, I got to keep all this stuff kind of hidden from view, but both of those, oftentimes, two sides of the same sort of prideful coin of self reliance that only separates, and drives us apart, not only from one another, but also from the one who created us, who was calling us to, to trust him. It, it took me to a moment in Jesus' life. Uh, that is probably familiar to many of you, Jesus' is teaching and Mark's gospel, happens in a couple others, and a rich young ruler comes to him who, as the story unfolds, uh, is feeling self-assured, right? He's feeling pretty self-confident, his heart kind of in the moment saying, well, what do I, do to, what do I need to do, he asks Jesus, to inherit eternal life. Good teacher, he says, what must I do? And, uh, you know, the conversation unfolds, it becomes clear, well, he's feeling pretty good, uh, you know, about how, his life would line up with whatever Jesus would answer. But it's not Jesus' sort of uh, end answer that I want you to consider with me this morning. It's what he says before he answers this question. Right? Jesus says to him, so he's like, good teacher, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replies, well, why do you call me good? Right? Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone a really interesting thing for Jesus to say, particularly if, if you're a follower of Christ, what we come to know about Jesus as we read the story of the Gospels, right, that he would, he would express to us and it would be revealed in the Gospels, like he is God re- revealed to us. But here in this moment, uh, Jesus, it seems, perfectly happy not buying into the hype uh, even about himself. Right? He seems to be making this point that there was only one kind of hype in the world that has any sort of merit, that is in any way justified. And that has to do with God who is good. That even Jesus in this moment is, is deferential when his heart is prompted to maybe uh, embrace his own goodness. Uh, in a way, I think modeling or nudging you and me, picking up this theme in Proverbs, towards the truth that, men, humans are never, your heart and mine, are never going to live up to the hype. We'll inevitably take a misstep, make a mistake, cause damage to someone around us, push ourselves ahead of someone maybe close to us. Our heart is inclined towards unicorns and bison, and uh, you know the damage that that may cause. You know, it is what it is. Our, our, our human heart is never going to live up to the hype of what we hope and want, and perhaps long for it in, in terms of goodness. And, and consequently, the only sort of adequate response to that for you and me is humility. You, you, you see it in Jesus in this moment as He deflects, right? That uh, showing us in this moment what 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 this kind of humility can look like. And maybe you're here and you're like, uh, I don't think I struggle with that. Maybe you do. I don't believe the hype, man. I know, man. I know, right? Like. Uh, But it's interesting, I think Proverbs suggests again and again and again that our hearts, uh, we, we tend to believe the hype materially, we saw it in how it talked about the way we approach stuff. We, we, we tend to believe it materially, relationally, the way we step into relationships in our lives. Our hearts are still prone to keep us at the center. Uh, we, I think we see it religiously in Proverbs and throughout Scripture. And then This is not a unique theme to Proverbs. Over and over again, the, uh, the theme of Scripture will be God sort of exalting the humble and, and uh, humbling uh, the exalted. Proverbs says over and over again that believing our own hype, uh, it doesn't lead to life. It doesn't lead to flourishing and life. Proverbs 22 verse 4 as a kind of conclusion says the reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is life. Interestingly, in this moment, the fear of the Lord is a theme that has run all the way through Proverbs. The fear of the Lord. You can choose to sort of live your life in in reverential um, uh, response to any number of things. And Proverbs says, make that thing God and his goodness in your life. And and here in this moment, uh, parallels that with humility. That to to live in... um, uh, concession to the truth that God is good and he has wisdom for your life is in fact to to know and to to walk in humility so two images we've considered I'll give you one more much uh, much more direct and to the point Uh, unicorns bison and the last one would simply be grace God's grace that that what Proverbs says to you and me what we find What we find when we come to that moment where we are exposed and where we realize that, man, maybe the hype in my life is not all it was cracked up to be. That moment when uh, in humility sort of finds when, when its way into our lives and we're, we're sort of confronted with the brokenness of our own pride. And we see its damage either in our heart or in the relationships around us or, or more broadly in culture. We, we sort of come to that moment of like of the humble recognition, my heart is bent on myself and I see that for what it is. What do we find there in Proverbs? What do we find there? Well, I would suggest to you the suggestion we've made over and over and over again. We find the good news of God's grace. Proverbs 3.34 tells us that while, while, while pride creates distance, it, even in our relationship with, uh, with God, uh, what we discover is that God gives grace to the humble. That in the brokenness of that realization, my heart is selfish. Where we may expect condemnation, where we may be tempted to keep it hidden, What we find is God's grace there to meet us. What we find is what Aaron read for us in Psalm 130. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? My heart, God, is woefully broken and bent on itself. And yet, God, with you there is forgiveness. Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at Park City KC.